Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. The title of this series is, You're Gonna Need It. And no, I don't mean it mean a mask. Don't even get me started. That is for shock value purposes. They say, man, you're going to need it. What, am I going to need the mask? What do I need, man? Do, what am I going to? No, you're going to need faith. Someone say faith. All throughout Scripture, we hear they heard and they believed. We, we hear even the story of Abraham long before Jesus came to the planet and came to the earth, uh, born of the Virgin Mary. We hear that Abraham believed God and it was counted as righteousness because he believed God. Say, how was he right with God? He believed him. Someone say, I believe. That is the basics of Christianity right there. Not a religion, not a denomination. It's relationship with God through faith. And I need you to be cognizant of this. Faith unlocks and opens all of God's word, his will, his plan, his favor. Someone say it again. Say it again. Say it like you believe it. Say, I believe. One more time. Say, I believe. One more time. Say, I believe. I believe you. All right. Let's go to Isaiah 54.10. English Standard Version. After I read this verse, we'll pray together again so that God's word will fall on good ground. For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed. God is speaking to his people here. You are his people. But my steadfast love, what does steadfast mean? It means immovable, stable, rock steady, solid. My steadfast love shall not depart from you. And my covenant of peace, what? Shall not be removed or broken says the Lord who has compassion on you. Tonight, I'm gonna, uh, today, I'm going to get into God's covenant. We're going to get into some faith talk because the name of the series is You're Going to Need It. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for today. I praise you because your word is going to fall on good ground today. These willing and humble and pure hearts that have come just to hear about you, Lord, to hear your word, to build their faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And Lord, we trust you. Because now is the time, more than ever, to exercise our faith. We know we're going to need it. We always have, but now more than ever. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Somebody said? Amen. Amen. So welcome to a time in God's Word. I want to read that verse again, Isaiah 54.10. New series. You're going to need it. For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed. But my steadfast love, the Lord says, however, right? My steadfast love shall not depart from you. God's not going to take his love away from you. you know, like the song says, Jaira, that's a really unique play on words. It says, how could I let you down, Lord? I wasn't holding you up in the first place. Say, man, is, is the system of do's and don'ts and me being part of a certain denomination or religion or if I act, you know, in public like I'm right with God? No, being right with God is a condition of the heart. It's a condition of your faith. And as your faith links you to God and you are righteous by faith in Jesus, it makes you righteous, means right with God by his blood, you see that God's steadfast love shall not depart from you, ever. And my covenant of peace, he goes on to say, did it freeze, shall not be removed. He says, my covenant of peace. I love this translation. The New Living Translation actually says, my covenant of blessing. Now, in Hebrew, the word shalom, we translate it as peace, but you can translate it as blessing. You can translate it as, as completeness in God, satisfaction, having everything you need in him, not lacking any good thing. Sometimes it's hard. I was talking to a, 
a couple yesterday who's going to be getting married soon. And I was telling him, man, the, the Hebrew is so rich, just like the Greek, it's so rich that you've got to use a bunch of English words for one Hebrew word. And shalom, we translate it as peace, but it is, man, it is God's perfect covenant blessing over you. So my first point today is God's covenant is everything. Would somebody say that with me? I want to make sure you're engaged. Say God's covenant is everything. Uh-huh, it's everything. It is God's means of blessing us and keeping us in relationship with him. But so much more important than just relationship is right relationship. Y'all ever been within a, within a relationship or part of a relationship? Nothing about it was right? You ever been in one of those? Or it was codependent, or it was hostile, or it was abusive, or whatever. I'm using, throwing some terms out there. Or there was gaslighting involved. Everything was your fault, but it really wasn't. That's a weird relationship. That's unhealthy. That's dysfunctional. God's goal through covenant is to make sure that you're in right relationship with him. And I'm going to tell you the basis for God's covenant. You ready? Two words. Never forget this. Never forget this. God first. Someone say God first. God first. Good to have you, Yolanda. Just now saw you. Good to have you today. Bienvenida. Hi, Yolanda. Good to see you. I haven't seen you in over a year. Welcome back home. God bless you. Sorry to interrupt everybody. I saw an old friend of mine. She's back in the house. Praise God. Alive and well in Jesus' name. So the premise and the basis and the foundation for God's covenant is God first. Someone say God first. You put God first. Yeah. He's just saying, look, I'll give you everything you need. I will take care of you. I'll satisfy your needs and desires. I'll put you in the right relationships. But all you have to do is be in right relationship with me through the covenant. And covenant is for this life plus eternity. This life now. See, I'm telling you, once you're in eternity with God, you're just going to be praising him. You're going to be near his throne. You're going to be with old friends in heaven. It's going to be amazing. You're going to reign and rule with him forever. But how many of you know we need the blessing now? I don't want to have to wait till heaven. There are some who teach, say, man, you're saved now. You accepted Jesus. You're right with God, but that's all I can do. Some don't even go and say you're right with God. They say you're just a sinner saved by grace. You're just a sinner forever. I'm not a sinner anymore. Neither are you. Sinners sin. They practice sin. We as believers, our sin is under the blood of the Lamb. Does that mean you take advantage of God and live however you want? No, but it all goes back to faith in Him that says, I am right with Him because of His covenant. Someone say covenant of peace. Say this, say covenant of blessing. People use that word a lot now, and I like it. I do. But there's hardcore people from the street. Man, they don't know God from the man in the moon, but they'll say, have a blessed day. They'll tell you that at the store. Be blessed. Well, blessed, the only way you can be blessed is if you're part of God's covenant. Let's go to Hebrews 13.20. Hebrews 13.20. Read a couple of verses there. Hebrews 13.20, where once again we are in the New Living Translation. It says, oh, did that one jump ahead? Hold on. Let me make sure we're on the same page. I want everybody to see the correct part of the verse there. Hebrews 13.20. Now, may the God of peace... That's powerful. The God of peace who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep. Who's the great shepherd of the sheep? The Lord Jesus. And he ratified an eternal covenant with his blood. What is eternal? 
forever, but it's so much more than that because our minds cannot completely conceive forever. I don't think I can completely conceive 10,000 years. I can throw these numbers out there and bedazzle you and impress you and say one million years. I don't even know what that means really. Why? Because I've only made it into my 40s, and that happened fast. Let me tell somebody. <laughs> that happened so fast. I'm still trying to get over that. I woke up one day, I'm like, oh, mid-40s, praise God. How'd this happen? No hair on my head. I'm going to make it to heaven, but my hair didn't even make it to heaven with me. Why are you laughing? It's just the facts. Y'all keep laughing at my ball jokes. I'm going to keep telling them until we go to heaven. He ratified. Someone say he ratified. He made it valid. He confirmed it. He approved it. Seal of approval. He said an eternal covenant with his blood. You know what covenant comes from? It comes from a word in the Hebrew that, that means a cut that causes blood to flow. Is that right? You taught me that this morning. I didn't know that. Dad taught me that just this morning. Covenant in the Hebrew means a cut that causes blood to flow. Jesus knew from the start he came to live and die and be resurrected, but he knew it was going to hurt like heck. His blood was going to flow. Man, he got whipped with a cat of nine tails. How many lashes did he get for extra credit? Anybody remember? What, what did y'all say? 39. 40 minus 1, 39. They were just so honorable back then, right? They said, oh, no, 40 lashes would be too humiliating, so we'll do 39. They ripped Jesus' body apart. He bled for you. Scripture says, by his stripes, you are healed. That's the covenant. God's covenant of peace and blessing for you is he came to destroy and whip and tear up and obliterate sickness, poverty, and death. Say, man, why is that still in the world? Well, there's faith, there's no faith, there's situations we don't understand, there's places where God is not manifest. Remember, like we talked about yesterday, He's omnipresent, right? He's everywhere, but His presence is not manifest everywhere. You say, no, God's presence showed up in the crack house. Well, that would be a miracle, and it can happen, but most of the time, He doesn't just manifest His presence where He's not welcome, right? God's everywhere. He saw everything. Why did he let that happen? His presence wasn't manifest there. People were choosing to do other things. But God's covenant is everything. I want you to really look into the covenant over the course of this series in September. Look, in the coven look into covenant and look into faith. Why? Because God's covenant is everything. He ratified an eternal covenant with his blood. What's the next thing say there? May he equip you with all you need. Is that powerful? May God equip you with all you need for what? So you can satisfy your selfish desires. So you can get more followers on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So you can have a lot of people watch your TikTok video. Uh -uh. He has equipped you with all you need for doing His will. How many of you know God's will is best? God's will is best. I've talked to people before. They go, I know what the word says. I know what I should be doing, but I don't want to do that, so I'm not going to do that. That's a dangerous place to be. No, God's will is best. Someone say, God's will, God's will. is best. How I many know God's covenant is his will? It is a testament. It is his will. May equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus, right? Through the power of Jesus Christ, every good thing that is pleasing to him. What's pleasing to him? The fruit of the Spirit. 
the fruit of his Holy Spirit and the fruit of your newborn spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, long suffering, right? Every good thing. Someone say every good thing. Every good thing that is pleasing to him. Say, man, is hate and jealousy pleasing to God? What do you think? Is stealing pleasing to God? Let me look around. Is, is my friend here this morning? We had another conversation this morning. He explained to me how he was not lying. Are you in here? No, he's not in here. He practically swore he was going to be here, and he's still not here, but he told me he was not lying. I said, okay. Where is he? Okay. Is lying pleasing to God? No, especially as a believer. And I don't know if this gentleman's a believer, a true believer or not. How many of you know God expects more of you when you're part of his covenant? The covenant's not for you to get everything you want. The covenant's for you to get everything you need. Did you know people have gone so far to say, ah, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm in a search for happiness. I see what you're saying, but that's uh, the shade of language there and the nuances of that and the semantics are this. Happiness doesn't bring you peace. Happiness is temporary. Joy brings you peace. Right relationship with God brings you peace. Say, man, I just want to be in the right place at the right time. Guess what? When you seek God, you will be. Say, will I not make any mistakes? No, you'll make mistakes. But there will always be forgiveness for your sins because you're right with God. Someone say it again. Because of the covenant, say this. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Uh-huh. That's powerful. And you're right with God. You have a clean slate every day. It's not a license to sin. It's a license to be forgiven and walk right. Forgiven and walk right. God's covenant is everything. Say, man, what's God's covenant for? God's covenant is everything you will ever need. Peace, prosperity, righteousness, satisfaction, right? What are the things in God's covenant? Man, he takes care of the spiritual. Someone say spiritual. I'm making sure everybody's awake today. Someone say physical. Uh-huh. Someone say financial. Someone say social. Someone say political. Uh-huh. Not political science. Political. That was free for those of you that we've discussed that before. Spiritual, physical, financial, social, political. You put God first. You are part of his covenant. Say, man, I don't know anything about the covenant. You are very blessed today to be able to listen to this. Not because I made it up. I'm just repeating what God has said in his word. God's covenant is everything. His goal is to be in right relationship with you so he can bless you. Real quick, before we move on to the next point, what, do you, what is blessing to you? There, there's, there was some stuff we discussed this morning already that's part of the blessing, right? Forgiveness, that's part of being blessed, sure. Forgiveness is a huge blessing. What else? Love, oh, that's a huge blessing. Can you imagine feeling the love of the one who created you? But it's a special love. It's agape love, Scripture says. Agape is the love of God. It's divine love, according to the Greek. And it's love that never changes its mind about you. God will love people all the way to, the, all the way to hell if they reject him. Say, does he love the people in hell? Sure. Was hell created for humans? No. It was created for Satan and his demons. But it happens to be a place where people go when they reject God and the sacrifice of Jesus. What else is the blessing? Anyone else? Jesus? Did you say Jesus? That's always a good uh, children's church answer, isn't it? Because that covers most things. Yeah, Jesus is more than enough. 
He is all you'll ever need. Yes, Jesus is the way to get to heaven. He says, there is only one way. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah, Jesus is part of the blessing. What else? What's that? Peace? Joy? Oh, yeah. That's all part. Is that what you said? Go ahead. (laughs) Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you will, right, according to his will, and he'll give it to you. He said in another verse, he said, you will ask whatever you want, whatever you need in Jesus' name, and you'll get it, and your joy will be full. And There's nothing like answered prayer, huh? How many of you had some answered prayers lately? Let's be honest with God and with ourselves this morning. Have you had some answered prayers recently? I have. God answers prayers all the time. You need to keep track of those because write them down, think about them, mull over them. Many times we ask and then we forget. God answered the prayer. We don't even praise him for it. So what else is the blessing of the covenant? Oh, healing. Jesus came to overcome sickness poverty and death does that mean you're going to be healed and you're going to be a billionaire not necessarily not necessarily maybe someone in here is called to be a billionaire praise god or called to be a millionaire that's good but you know what prosperity is under the covenant it's enough to bless you and bless everyone else around you can you imagine if god made a covenant with abraham the first the first recorded human after adam and eve that god made a covenant with a special covenant a new covenant for the Hebrew people and for their progeny and for us, their descendants, for all of us later in the new covenant even. So this is old and new covenant, beginning with Abraham, the man of faith, the father of faith. Can you imagine God says, I'm going to bless you and protect you, take care of you, but you're going to have to be poor for my glory. You're not going to have enough to feed your goats and chickens. and dairy. Your hired help, nobody's going to want to work for you because you're not going to be able to pay them. No, no, I don't. I don't think so. No, God wants you to be blessed so you can be what? A blessing. Name something else that's a blessing. Come on. Not poverty, huh? His mercy is a crazy, amazing blessing. Scripture says his mercies are new every day. One more. What else? Debt free is part of breaking the back of poverty, we used to say growing up good assembly of God or Baptist or charismatic folks or people who've been in church a while and they speak Christianese, breaking the back of poverty. Yeah, to be debt free. Man, I believe in that for us too, Jonathan. Yes, ma'am. Man, no matter where you are, even if you're in a prison cell because you went to church during the pandemic, he will never leave you nor forsake you. So what are, you, what are you here for? Did you kill somebody, Pastor Matt? No, I'm just wearing county orange because I went to church, right? Mm-mm. He will never leave you nor forsake you. That's a powerful promise. I love it when he goes on to say, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Let's read, if we can, before we go to part two today. And I'm having so much fun with this. Let's go to Isaiah 54.10. Let's, let's read through that again. For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed. But my steadfast love shall not depart from you. That's for you. Someone say, his steadfast love. Let's say it again. Say, his steadfast love shall never depart from me. He's not going to stop loving you. Uh huh. And he says, my covenant of peace. What? I may change my mind about you. 
No. Mm -mm. His covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion. Compassion is mercy. The Lord who has mercy on you. Scripture says Jesus was moved over and over again by mercy and compassion. He saw the people, the crowds, they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he'd see people who were sick, and he was moved with compassion. Why? Because he said, I want them to be part of my covenant. My covenant of peace, my covenant of blessing. Once again, what is covenant? Covenant is way more than a contract. Contract is what you had at Aaron's when you decided you weren't going to pay them anymore. Let's be real. I heard stories from a guy one time. A guy one time, he worked at Color Time. Does Color Time still exist? A guy worked at Color Time. They went to someone's house, John. The story is they came to repossess the table. They sat down at the table, ate dinner with the family, and then repossessed the table. That doesn't sound very compassionate, but maybe they got a bonus. I don't know. No, people said, no, our marriage is a contract. Well, if you have an agreement or a contract for marriage, it ain't going to work, champ. That is not good. you got to have a covenant. A covenant says this is for life. You think mom and dad didn't go through any problems? They worked it out, and I remember asking dad after mom went to heaven. Dad, I said, dad, man, how'd y'all last so long? He said, we made a commitment, and we had a covenant. They made a commitment to each other and to God in the presence of witnesses. Now things are just contracts. And, you know, people will lightly break, con they'll, they'll break a contract. I remember when I worked for finance companies back in the day, folks would say, I didn't sign that. I'm like, you didn't sign that. You have an evil twin? You signed it. It's a, We had a contract. They're like, mm. you know what one guy did one time? I got all kinds of fun stories about finance. One guy, he, he was a, I don't know if he was a pastor or a quote-unquote man of God. I think he was more of a boy of God as a grown, grown man. He wasn't a true man of God. But he told my boss, he said, you know what, I'm not going to pay you, but may God pay you back. <laughs> my boss hated him for that. He's like, man, I hate when people, and you know, this guy, he didn't know a lot. He was God-fearing, but he was like, man, people use religion to... Uh-huh, you know what scripture says? I don't know who this is for. We've all been there. We've all done it. We've all had something that we either forgot to pay back or just said, we're not going to pay it back. Come on, let's be real. Scripture says the wicked borrows and does not pay back again. You're not wicked anymore, but that's under the blood now, right? I asked a guy recently, I said, you dated your lady 10 years before you got married? He goes, yeah, but that's under the blood now. I'm, I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but I, okay, I think I know what that's supposed to mean. Y'all were friends with benefits, right? Ten years, man, dating, that's a long time to date, man. I asked Jen to marry me, and you know what she did? She cried, I cried, we laughed, John and Lane were there, we rejoiced. I think Tony was nearby, too, when I pr proposed to Jen. You know what Jen did? There wasn't no ten years with Jen. She didn't have no ten-year plan. She pulled out her calendar and goes, let's get married in six months. <laughs> I said, my kind of woman, when we get married, she said September. And we got married in September, six months after I proposed to her. And we've had a covenant ever since. Covenant is a blood agreement. It has to cost you something to be part of the covenant. That's why God in his covenant says, put me first. It's going to cost you something. It's not Matt first. It's not Matthew Senna first. No, it's God first. Let me read through that verse again before I get, get into point two. 
For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed. I can't get enough of this this morning. I don't know about you. But my steadfast love shall not depart from you. I'm going to let this fall down into your soul, into your mind, your will, and your emotions. My steadfast love shall not depart from you, and my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Praise God. God's covenant is everything. Someone say everything. That's right. Let's go to point two today. Oh, man, faith is important, isn't it? All of it was leading up to this. Only faith can access or unlock the covenant. Let's go to Romans 4.16. So the promise, someone say the promise. I know it's very interactive this morning. It's Labor Day weekend. i, I got to keep you awake. So the promise is received by faith. It is given, wow. Once you believe, it is given as a $100 gift. It's given as a million-dollar gift, just like that contracted errands, and you pay a dollar a month. No. It is given as a free gift. The promise is received by faith. Faith is what unlocks access to the covenant. It's given as a free gift. And we're all certain to receive it, whether or not we live according to the law of who? Moses. If. Some people say, I don't live according to the law of Moses, but I'm not going to obey God either. I'm going to do whatever I want. No. If we have faith like Abraham's. If you have faith, you will obey the Lord, won't you? For Abraham is the father of all who believe. You know what the Lord told Abraham at one point? I believe it was Genesis chapter, is it 17, where the, the double blessing and the triple, is it Genesis 17 or 22? He says, in blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. God promised Ab Abraham such a blessing, it is 17. I get a half gold star. He said, because you have obeyed me, and he said, you've, you've become part of my covenant, you wouldn't even withhold your only son. God said, I put you through a test to see if you would give me your only son, and you showed such perfect faith and trust in me that you told everybody, hey, me and my son are going up to the mountain of the Lord to sacrifice. We'll be back. you got to read that story about Abraham and Isaac. He was willing to sacrifice his only son. And the power of God is this. God said, because you gave me your son, one day I'm going to offer my son to all of mankind because you're the father of faith. Can you see the law of covenant? The law of covenant says what you're willing to do for me, I will be willing to do for you. You know what? You know what? Abraham even prophesied in the midst of that scenario where he took his son up to the mountain to be sacrificed. It was a test by God. The son said, what are we going to sacrifice? And you know what Abraham said? This is powerful in the King James Version. I think it's in the New King James as well. He says, God will provide himself a lamb. Will he provide himself as a lamb? I think that's one of the layers of meaning there. He will provide himself a lamb. And he tells Abraham, because you didn't withhold your, your only son from me, your beloved son, in blessing I will bless you. And in multiplying, I will multiply you. And through your descendants, I will bless all the people of the earth. There were so many layers of prophetic anointing and prophecy going on there. Now, because of Abraham's faith in God's promise, and he was part of the original covenant with God to mankind, the original covenant after the Garden of Eden, to make sure we were right with God, because of Abraham's faith now, 
through his descendants, through Jesus, right? We all have a chance at salvation now. We all have salvation. Abraham is the father of all who believe. Let's read that verse again. This is a real teaching moment. So the promise is received by what? Faith. It is given as a free gift. And we are all certain to receive it whether or not we live according to the law of Moses if we have faith like Abraham's. There is nobody in here that eats kosher. You know what that is? No, no pig meat. No pork rinds. Any of y'all like chicharrones? Those are pork rinds in Spanish. You dip it in cheese or whatever. My mom used to dip her pork rinds in cheese. Y'all like that. That's not kosher. But thank God for Jesus. You are right with God. You're part of the covenant, not by what you eat, but because of what you believe and who you believe in. If we have faith like Abraham's, for Abraham is the father of all who, who believe. How can I put God first? That's impossible. No, by faith. That's how you put God first. Only faith unlocks the covenant of God. That's it. Only faith. What is faith? You believe before you see it. And it's crazy when you get to a certain level in your faith, and you guys have had these times. I know you have as believers. You said, no, I saw it before I had it. I could see it up here. I knew God was answering my prayer. I've had those moments. Not all the time, but there's been times where I said, no, I believe I can believe for that. I had that moment the other day with the Lord. I, I was asking him for something. And I said, I can believe for that. I can believe for that. I see it. It's going to happen. It's coming. It's on its way. It's already done in the heavenlies. Now it will be manifest in the physical. Only faith can access or unlock the covenant. That's how you put God first is by believing. Someone say by believing. Mm -hmm. All the promises of God are accessed how? Scripture talks about it over and over again. When Jesus was teaching the crowds, it says it in the Acts of the Apostles various times. They heard and they believed. Blessed are those who believe. Say, faith, man, I can access the covenant? Yeah, I got more good news for you now. Point three. This is really good news. Say, man, how do I please God? Faith pleases God. What about I cry out every day and just cry and cry and cry and just weep and get on my knees and crawl up mountains on my knees to do penance and I've got bloody knees and man, I just, I do all these things to impress God. No, he just says, just believe. That's what pleases God. Just believe. Let's go to Hebrews 11.6. And it is impossible, someone say impossible, impossible to please God without faith. Say, man, I'm not really going to believe, but I'm going to give God a monthly payment. I'm going to just give him so much money to the kingdom of God. Well, that can be that can be a manifestation of faith, but your tithe and offering, that's just part of it. Say, no, I'm going to go to church. That pleases God. No, praise God that you're here today on a holiday weekend, no less. And those on the live stream, praise God for joining us. I'm excited. But it's impossible to please God without what? Anyone who wants to come to him, to who? To God, must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely, one translation says, diligently seek him. Let's read that verse again. Whole thing, if you don't mind. Thank you. Y'all are doing a fine job back there. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and he, that he rewards those who sincerely or diligently or faithfully or steadfastly seek him. 
How do you seek God? One day at a time, like the old song says, remember? Maybe even Dolly Parton sang it, or the Mandrills. Anybody remember them? One day at a time, sweet Jesus. There's really a lot of truth in that. One day at a time with God is I'm going to pray, and I'm going to get into the Word today. Say, man, I can't read three chapters today. Dad may say, well, you're a little wimpy if you don't. But you didn't get into three chapters today? Then hear the Word. Then talk about the Word. I don't believe in this. You know the little... Hold on and hear me out first before you say, man, Pastor Matt, don't believe in that thing. No, here's what I don't believe in. Have you seen those daily bread things that people have on the table? Do y'all, are y'all, have y'all been Christians long enough to, you remember those? The little daily bread with the verses in your hand? That's cool. What is it? Little cards, man, you get one like a fortune cookie. (laughs) Did you know that's the extent of some people's word? Oh, yes. I've seen it. And they, they kind of, what did you get? Here's what I got. Oh, my gosh. My God, to supply all my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That's it. Let's pray for the food. So they pray for the food, and they get a verse. And some don't even do that as believers. No, but faith pleases God. Faith has action. You know the only thing you're going to take to heaven? Two things, your faith and your works in God. That's it. Your faith and your works and God. You can only be in right relationship with God through faith. I want to read this verse one more time. If you'll bear with me here, we're almost done. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely, diligently, steadfastly, wholeheartedly seek him. How do I look for God, Pastor Matt? You find him in his word every day. I've quoted this so many times, I'm going to do it again. You need to look up this song on iTunes or YouTube or Spotify or whatever you use to listen to music. Nicole C. Mullen sang a song, and it was called My Redeemer Lives. And she says, oh, no, I know he lives. I spoke to him this morning. Say, how did you speak to him? You prayed, and he spoke to you through his words. Say, I didn't hear an audible voice. God has spoken to my heart. He's spoken to my mind. I've heard from him many times, but I don't know if he was ever audible. Matthew. You know, that's powerful if he does. Man, the earth shook. That's great. But I can hear from God every day, whether I hear his voice audibly or not. I can hear from him in his word because his word is for me and his word is for you. Every single day of your life, one day at a time. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But with faith, that is the thing that pleases him. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. Remember, you're going to need it. Father, we thank you for today. Lord God, we thank you for your word. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your promises. Lord God, we thank you because nothing else compares to you. Nothing compares to being in covenant with you, God. Say, man, I want to believe I've never taken the step. Let's make sure today. Let's make sure. Let's make sure. Is there anyone in the house or on the live stream, or on SoundCloud, or on YouTube, or on the podcast that would say, you know what, Pastor Matt, I have never made Jesus the Lord of my life. You've never done it. Never have. You've never publicly confessed that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Would you raise your hand today? You say, man, I have never confessed Jesus as my Savior. Would you raise your hand? Shh, please be quiet. We're praying. Robert, we're praying. Raise your hand. If you say, I've never accepted Jesus. All right, let's do this. As a church family, every eye closed, every head bowed, let's pray. 
This is for those checking out this message on video or audio later on. But everybody in the house say, I believe that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Say, Heavenly Father, forgive me. Say, I'm sorry for my sin. Say, I know Jesus died and rose again for me. And now I'm saved, I'm healed, and I am blessed by his blood covenant. In Jesus' name. Would everyone stand to their feet this morning? And I want you to look at me as I talk to you briefly. We're almost done. If there's anyone in this house who said, you know what, Pastor Matt, there was something in the word for me this morning. If that was you, raise your hand. You don't have to feel compelled. But if God spoke to you this morning, praise God. Let's pray together one more time. I'm going to pray that God turns that into something practical and usable and doable and some form of powerful obedience in your life. Raise your hand if you would. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you that your word has fallen on good ground. I thank you that your people love you. I thank you that they were gathered in your name today in faith. They got up out of bed in faith. They drove to church or walked in faith. And God, they heard your word today in faith. Lord, now let let it be done to them according and done for them, Father God, according to their faith. As you have believed, so be it in your life today. Father, I thank you that you're going to move us. You're going to mess with us the rest of this week, God, and remind us what you said in your word. Don't leave us alone about the word that was spoken today because I didn't make it up. It's your word. It's your covenant. It's your faith. It's your peace and your blessing. And God, remind us of your word all week long, all day long, every night. Speak to us, God. And I pray that a wave of your spirit falls over this church for prayer and for the word, God. Because Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, Lord, we want to do this with you. Holy Spirit, we want to partner up with you. Help us to walk the believer's life. To walk the believer's life. Because, Lord, we know the only thing we're taking with us to heaven one day is our faith and our works in you, God. We thank you once again. I thank you for your peace and your blessing. I break every attack of the enemy. If there's anyone in this house who has struggled with anxiety, I break that off you right now in Jesus' name. It could be hormonal. It could be a spirit of fear. It could be stress. It could be a lack of rest. But I break anxiety off you right now. Say, man, I've struggled with depression. I break that in Jesus' name. I break the spirit of heaviness. I cast it off. I cast it out. And I loosen the oil of gladness and the garment of praise right now. Others say, man, I've been struggling with this or that. You know what? God says, just spend some time with me. Just spend some time with me. God says, get to know me again. Don't forget your first love. Remember, he reminded the churches in Asia Minor in the book of Revelation. He told the church of Laodicea and other churches, you have forgotten your first love. He should be first. He should be prominent. He should be preeminent. He should be the one that you choose forsaking all else. That is your relationship with God. Put him first. Now is the time. Today is the day. This is the week, this is the month, this is the year for you to walk closely with God. It's now or never. Put him first. We thank you, Father, for your word. I thank you that it's fallen on good ground. I thank you for humble and pure hearts today. And I thank you that you've heard us. And God, I thank you that your word 
is soaking down deep into the very fiber of our being, down into the marrow of our bones, God, so that we would live and act and walk and talk according to your word. We thank you today, Father. In Jesus' name, 